everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in to Love at First Laugh, the green room edition. And today I have an incredible guest. She's a lady boss. She's a badass. Okay, so let me just simplify her ridiculous amount of credits, okay? Uh, she's an award-winning creator of films, television programming, and live productions. As founder and president of Standout Productions, she has produced and directed over 30 films and television specials, which have aired on Showtime, Logo, Netflix, and several Canadian networks. Please welcome the fabulous Andrea Marison. Yay, Andrea! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was a whirlwind. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm so glad did you put they get to put your makeup and uh... I, did, I did nothing um, because I had to walk my dog and I'm I'm showing up. This is me. I hope you like it. You look beautiful, girl. <laughs> I couldn't compete with your makeup, so I'm like, who cares? Makeup artist, makeup artist. She does all this. I don't know. She's like a she's oh. like witch. It's witchcraft. Well, oh Grace, did I miss my call time for makeup for hair and makeup? Did I? Miss my call <laughs> yes. A little bit, a little bit. It was like walk the dog or hair and makeup. I think you make your choice. All right, all right. Very clear. Uh, so I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for doing Love at First Laugh. It's Thank you. always a pleasure to, to see you and to talk to you. And we did um, an improv a class together, Improv for the People, which yes. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And that's where I met you. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I know a lot about you, but now I want to know even more. And, and the audience will definitely ask us questions and interact with us. So are you ready? Yeah, but I want to tell you, uh, I don't know if you saw my Facebook page that I posted. Today is our, uh, our uh, seven-year anniversary from a night that you performed at Nonstop Comedy Flight, the, the, the comedy show I used to produce in Santa Monica. Are you serious? I today, I posted on my Facebook page, I tagged you, I said, Seven years ago, you came and did my show, and here we are now. I'm coming to your podcast. Oh my god, the same! Oh, that is so cool. I love that. I did not get to see it because I was, you know, busy like doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> like, You'll see and, it tomorrow. And getting made up. This this does not do itself. This takes hours. <laughs> okay, well, looks good, my friend. That's that's what happened. So um, I always ask my guests, like, what propelled you to do to be a producer and director? How how is your story? What are the beginnings of Andrea? The beginnings. Well, so it wasn't like I really uh, it wasn't like that. I always aspired to do that. It's interesting because uh, back many years ago, I was I did work uh, on a film production. But it, it was it was just part of a communications course and, and it was yeah, it was kind of cool. I really enjoyed it. But but really what happened was uh, I came out as a lesbian mm -hmm. and I got very involved with a lot of um, LGBTQ events and um, and I and I founded an organization. I, when I came out, it was like, what the hell do lesbians do? Because, you know. I felt like why why did I have why did my life have to be limited just because I love women and I had been married to a man and I was like this is this is like not right like just because I love women I want to still have fun I want to still experience culture and history everything that the world has to offer and I don't want to do it quietly or hiding and so um, I founded an organization called Women on a Roll and it it was just very grassroots at first. It was uh, it was a bicycle club, hence the name. But through that, uh, I started finding a calling and serving the lesbian community or the LGBTQ community, really, but really the lesbian community. And um, you know, contrary to popular belief, it wasn't about building up my little black book. But <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it didn't hurt. I'm sure that didn't hurt. <laughs> I made it a, a rule that I wouldn't date anybody in my organization. You know, so like really hurt me, you know. Yeah. So um, and I only messed up on that one time. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh so I um Anyway, I got in. Uh, I started uh, through that. Started, but it just it was very organic. But one thing, I started producing events, 
And I started feeling a calling for more and more. And I wound up leaving the corporate world and I founded uh, my production company called Standout Productions. And when we first launched it, it was to produce uh, nonprofits in the LGBTQ community. And we did tons of them. I raised millions of dollars. But through that, I started meeting uh, the, the celebrities within our community. And what I realized is like, we don't really have, I was going to uh, comedy shows, uh, and they were in like bars when they're making margaritas and you couldn't right. coffee houses with the espresso machine. And I was like, yeah. and I, um, I just had this vision of producing events, like taking these really funny comics and putting them in on a stage and like make it a night out for us and about us. Right. So, um, so I did that. I started, I started with hundred seat venues and producing like compilation comedy shows. And then I grew to 800 seats and then a thousand seats and then 1200 and 300. So the, the production started getting larger and larger. And um, I was very, uh, I got close to some of the lesbian comics mm -hmm. and, um, and I was very involved with Outfest, which is the Los Angeles LGBTQ film festival. I got very involved with them just from a standpoint of fundraising and uh, creating awareness in the community and, and visibility and that kind of thing. And, but I was seeing all the lesbian films. My dog is growling. Good timing. Thank you, Molly. You just walked. Anyway. So, so, um, <laughs> So what happened was, while I'm producing all of these fabulous lesbian comics, Ellen and Rosie had both come out about a year. Right. And the world acted like they were the only two lesbian comics. And right. yeah, and I was yeah. like, uh, no, they're the only two that um, were famous before they came out. <laughs> well, not the only two, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have more, but, but at that time, so I decided to make a movie. I don't know why, I just, wanted to pay tribute to these comics I'd been working with and that had been out lesbian comics like the day one walking on the stage hi I'm a funny comic and oh I'm a lesbian like it really they're so talented and it really did affect their ability to to create that kind of fame and fortune or that celebrity status that you can get if you stay closeted. So I did my first documentary to pay tribute to them called Laughing Matters. Do you hear my dog back here? Oh yeah, she has a lot to say. She's like, uh, man, anyway, yeah. so. Um, Tell her her interview comes later. Molly, like yeah. You are next, so just, yeah, go chill. Okay, yeah, she's good with that. Anyway, so I made my first film and I didn't know what I was doing. It was my filmmaking 101. Um, but, and and production quality, uh, it wasn't where I am at now with my filmmaking, but the content was so strong because these women are so funny. And um, it wound up, we had a world premiere in San Francisco at the Castro Theater, 1400 seats sold out. Wow. Phenomenal experience. And it became, a for a little bit, it was a little bit of a cult classic in the lesbian community. Everybody wanted to watch it. And I was touring film festivals and and it streamed on Netflix. And it, we, those days, DVDs were big. So we had a bunch of right. DVDs. Yeah, it was, a, it was um, and it streamed on many networks. That one streamed on, that one uh, was on over and over again. That one was like the one that kept giving for a while. <laughs> so, um, and again, production quality, not so good, but content really strong. And yeah. uh, so then I kind of, you know, that was how it started. It was an accident. That was in 2000. I, we shot it in 2002 and released it in 2003. And oh. I, I kid you not when I say it was, you know, an accident. It was, it was, um, it was just, uh, so I just had this vision to do this. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it started. Well, I love that. I, I read, I think it was uh, an interview or something you gave me. Uh, my work in the LGBTQ community has given me the greatest gift one can achieve to live life with purpose and passion. I am extremely lucky to be able to do what I love and have it make a difference. Uh, I, I always believe that if you're passionate about what to do, the rest will follow. Do you feel that that's the case in your mission? Yes, I do. I, I mean, what, you know, I left a very lucrative career in the corporate world and I was doing great. And, and wow. but I never felt as rich as I do now, you know, I've never made as much money as an entrepreneur and filmmaker and 
creator of events. Like I never made as much money as I used to in the corporate world, but I've never been as fulfilled. Like I'm, I'm extremely fulfilled in life. So. I love it. I think pursuing your passion is the most important thing and the sense of mission, why we're here on this planet to do. What, what are we here for? And you found it. And that's why you're so successful. The rest follows. It's just, it's the, it's a formula. I, I truly believe in that. Um, so here uh, we have some questions. I'm going to take some questions as they, uh, um, you know, they write them. What networks in Canada have you been involved with? Two, two of them: Astral TV, which is a big one, and um, Out TV, which is a smaller one, but that's like their gay network. Oh, okay. So uh, I've content on both of those. Nice. That's amazing. Uh, any advice for those wanting to be a producer? Uh, do it. Follow your heart. You know, I think what's really important, I never said I want to be a filmmaker, I want to be a director. I said I want to make that film because that film needs to be made and nobody else is going to, that I know is doing it. So, so I never said, oh, I want to be a director, I want to be a filmmaker. All I knew, my vision was I want to make that one. So my advice is rather than say you want to be a producer or say I want to, what I what I want to do with my life is create this yeah. and, and my role in this will be producer, but have the vision of what, what is that end product? What is it that you're going to do? That's going to, um, that will be worthy of being giving yourself that producer credit that makes you feel good. When I say worthy, it has to make you feel good. This is what you want to do. So um, question two. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. And great answer. Thank you. Uh, Cindy here is asking, what's been your best or favorite or most gratifying project and why? Oh, you're talking about my babies. <laughs> uh, what's been my best or favorite or most gratifying project and why? Oh, they all are so gratifying. I mean, some are definitely more gratifying than others, but I can't say that I have a number one best or favorite. Um, my favorite is always the one I just finished because now I'm finished with it. <laughs> when I finish with it, first production is a bitch and you're in it for a long time. And it's like, but um, my first film will always be really special to me because I did it not knowing what I was doing. And I did it purely with this very raw, real, pure purpose. And, and it happened, and the fact that it was so successful, to date it is my most successful film in terms of the amount of plays and the amount of distributors that it picked up, the amount of networks it's been broadcast on. So to date, it is still my, but you know, filmmaking has changed too, so it's also a sign of the times. So that will always be near and dear to my heart. I mean, everything I do is about like starting woman on a roll as and, and, and creating my first film and everything that I, as I go through life, it's like, that's how it all started. So, um, but I love so much of my work because um, I feel like, I mean, the stories I choose to tell are the ones I choose to tell because they need to be told. I really believe that. So I don't really have a favorite favorite, but they, I do have some that are more favorite. I love, I love the, uh, I stand corrected. And I really love my newest film. This is Jessica, like, and I love this, narrative short film i made called getting started you know so and we're going to show um the trailers yeah definitely oh. this is a good time to do that so the you were talking about this is jessica and getting started so let's start with this is jessica let give me a second because i'm a one woman production over here <laughs> so, so do you do you want to start with getting started since that one's already has been out there totally. and okay let me find it on my uh it works for you just because uh because this is jessica is um not out yet i might have more to say about it you know yeah we had a really nice festival run with getting started won a lot of awards and excellent so let me uh no your screen all right sorry i'm making it harder for you <laughs> no no worries no i've i got this girl i'm, I'm right. here Grace, Grace, this is what happens when you have a director on. I'm going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> you know what? I need somebody to tell me how to do it. <laughs> That's a little TMI. Anyway. 
I'm all about the TMI girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm a comic. That's what we do, right? I know. I know. <laughs> so here it is. Wait. Oops. So sorry. You did read everything in my profile. Have you really thought about the story? Are you two an item now? Do you want to know? You must be Joy, the woman who got Tori out of bed at the crack of dawn. Are you going to be okay with this? Okay, let's eat cake. I don't share it with very many people. Awesome. So tell us a little bit what you want to tell us about you're the director. <laughs> well, I'm saying is everybody seeing the woman on the net? Oh, there it is. That's interesting. Uh, well, that was a that story is a narrative, um, and it's based on uh, one of the lead actresses. It's based on her true life story, and um, it was a really important story because uh, so she uh, i'll just tell you we used to keep it a secret but a lot of uh, many people have seen it um it's two women that meet online and uh really fall for each other and when uh at the end of the day the, there was one woman sitting there first and on the other side of the table and when the date's over she real realizes her date is in a wheelchair so Ooh. it deals with um and it's her true story this woman uh, really is living her life in a wheelchair. And when I say living her life, she is really living her life. She's an amazing woman. And so it's uh, it's about finding love. Um, love love is for everyone. Absolutely. It's about, it's about the other woman navigating through that world and coming to terms with like, I love this person. We're going to make it, you know, and, but, but what the film reveals is what, we don't know what if you have a friend in a wheelchair. What I learned in my friendship with Susan is that she can't come to my house because you have to come upstairs. You know, like there's so many things that you learn uh, about who's going to drive. She's always going to drive. You know, like it's there's just if you go out somewhere, you have to if the bathroom is not accessible, you're not going to stay very long. You know, so it's just about bringing these things to surface in a really fun, loving, and lighthearted way, because that's how Susan lives her life. So it was really about, so yeah, it's about finding love for everyone, but but what what one learns when you have somebody in your life that is in a wheelchair. Yes. Uh, is there still, I'm sorry, is there still feedback when I talk? That's so weird that there's an echo, apparently. Oh, are people getting an echo? Yeah, from me, actually. I don't even know how to deal with that because I don't know where it's coming from. Let me see. How about now? Yeah, it's still, I turned off everything and I'm still getting feedback. So I'm going to try to talk as little as possible because it must be annoying. Am I, do they hear it with me? Uh, do you guys hear it with Andrea? Let's see. Yes, we hear it with Andrea too. I can hear you both clearly. Okay, so you, you can hear us clearly. Okay, great. Uh, there might be a little feedback. Yeah, I don't know where it's coming from because everything is closed. I apologize for that. Okay, so no, okay, cool. Thank you guys. Thank you for responding so quickly. Thank you. So we're good, we're good. Um, so we have some more questions here. Uh, let me see. Uh, Chris is asking, how many people does it take to make a film production for <laughs> How much money do you have? <laughs> That's how you face the size of your crew. What's your budget? Um, and it also depends on what the shoot is. You know, like a film production crew could be, you know, a short film that you can do in two days. So, so typically, what you're looking at, Chris, is um, you're gonna uh, either, you know, like I'm always the director in all my work, and I usually take producer credit too, just because I create so much of it. But I also hire a producer. I usually also hire a line producer. That's and producer, the role producer, by the way, has many implications. Like so many things. Um, 
it could just executive producer, executive producer could just be the one that's backing you financially. So, and then, and depending on the shoot, like you, you can literally do a film with one camera. You could do a one camera shoot, and it's gonna take you longer to do it. Or you, um, are you gonna do a two camera shoot? And it depends on the scenes you're shooting. That is a really hard and loaded question just to answer. The answer is it really depends on your film production. What are you filming? What are you shooting? Is it a documentary? Because if it's a documentary, you can get away with one camera and one sound person for your interviews, right? But if you're doing a big crowd scene, um, and if you want to do uh, like a wide shot, you know, it's just, it's really hard to answer that. Because, and there's also, you know, there's a lot of, lot of uh, roles, you know, how many production assistants are you gonna need? How many camera people, how, how many sound people? Cause that's gonna depend on how many um, actors or people in that scene. So hard to answer that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's very involved and it depends on the budget. So uh, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Andrea. So here's Margaret. Oh my God, I can hear the feedback. I'm sorry guys about that. I have no idea what's going on. I don't hear it at all. <laughs> I hear it on this end. I don't know what it is. What keeps you grounded? Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. What keeps me grounded? Um, I I uh, very mindfully make myself stay grounded because I'm very high strung, very type A, and uh, so so one of the a go to for me is to go look at the ocean. Um, yeah, it's very important. I've yeah. had some big letdowns in life that mm -hmm. have to do with my work when you get rejected there's always rejection yeah it's it's how i regroup it's where i do my writing so the ocean is always and then i have a rock for a wife she's amazing um but she also will say sweetheart maybe you should go to the ocean <laughs> like but <laughs> her voice is soothing for me so you know talking to her as my primary love in life is um is really really helpful for me but for me but i I mindfully and consciously say, stay grounded. I have to, I, I, I live. So it's my own talking to myself, my own uh, practicing my spiritual journey, whatever that is in the moment. Um, I have great trust in the universe. I feel well guided. I go to that, I go to that. If I need to ask for guidance, you know, so different things, but, but it is not something that I, I literally have to say, stay grounded. And what are you going to do for yourself today to stay grounded during a very stressful day? Well, that's, thank you. I do the same. I go to the ocean. I love it. Here it's here. Like all your problems, just like the water just absorbs them or something. Well, I always love the ocean as a metaphor. Um, as the tide goes out, it's like, take this shit with you. Get out there. And when the tide rolls in, I go, oh, that's the love and abundance that I'm wanting. Yeah, let, let that roll in. And I use the ocean as a metaphor to get rid of what I don't want and help roll in what I do want or what I'm trying to manifest or what I, mm -hmm. what, what does keep me grounded. So yeah, the ocean is, uh, it's my baby. That's my, that is my, probably my number one. Um, mm -hmm. I need a, I need an ocean visit. <laughs> Thanks oh, for reminding <laughs> Well, I used to be a competitive swimmer, so the water for me is like being in a pool. It's like where I release all my tension and my, you know, all my problems go away. So awesome. I get it. the water. There's something magnetic about the water. It's great. Yes. Uh, yes. So here is Marguerite. Uh, what projects are on the horizon over the next two or three years? Um. <laughs> all right. So. Uh... Over the next two or three years, well, things will open up. So one of the other things I do besides filmmaking is I take women traveling around the world. So that as things start to lift up, I look forward to that because that that is also, I feel, part of my calling and, and what I love doing because you share these once-in-a-lifetime experiences and I put a lot of heart into creating a trip the same way I do a film. So look forward to that. But I, I am in pre-production on something. So, all right, Marguerite, we'll go ahead and talk about that. Um, I, uh, I, I founded an organization. It's kind of like the spinoff of Women on a Roll. It's called Women on the Net. Mm -hmm. And 
it's um, well, you know, you performed on it. It became yes. Flat. Yeah, when COVID hit and everything got canceled, every trip I had planned, every event I had planned. I mean, I was in the middle of producing a Brandy Carlisle concert. <laughs> like it was like, and I was going to celebrate our 25th anniversary for a woman on a roll. That's how long I've been doing that. Wow. And, all, and all the trips got just shut down, shut down, shut down. So, yep, that's the homepage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Lots Thank of you remember right here. Yeah, and those yeah. Are all the, these are all our recent. This is the event we just had today, and these are our upcoming events. Um, thank you for showing that. Yeah, these are of course. Paula Poundstone's coming on the 24th. How cool. Did you yeah. have Lily Tomlin also? Oh, my God. We had Lily Tomlin twice. That was oh amazing. Oh, my God. Good news is we are getting ready to stream all of this content on our website. So if you couldn't be there, I like to create the space where people are actually in the Zoom room because I like to keep it as real life as possible. Like, mm -hmm. this is a stage. This is your performer. Or this is a party. We're going to socialize. I try to, even though we're all in our own living rooms, like, I try to... I, I want to always do it on Zoom and not streaming online because I want that connection to happen. So anyway, I founded that um, in March of 2020 when, you know, and nobody was really Zooming yet. And <laughs> I heard of Zoom and I called my tech guy, I go, I want a Zoom account, Fine, start one for me. So he did. And then I went on, on a webinar and I learned how to do it. And I just started contacting all the performers I know. Uh, I did a launch party where we just launched it and then, Every night we were having different performers, singers or, or um, musicians or comics and or, or speakers talking about health and well-being, like just whatever, so many different things and a lot of different parties, dance parties, like whatever. We were doing everything on Zoom, but it was new. Nobody was Zooming yet. So there was a lot of technology involved. There was a lot of teaching. And so anyway, what happened in the last year became quite magical. And that is um, women from all over the world uh, started coming on this platform. And uh, I was getting emails about what it meant for them to have this community or to see these performers that they never even got to see in their own hometown because they live remotely or they come, you know, once a year you get a performer of that caliber and then you, you know, and that's once a year. You don't get the other, you know, 50 that you just saw. So it just became... And I, and I kept feeling really driven with it. I kept wanting to give them more and more, you know. And so we went to a five-day-a-week, uh, five unique events a week every month. That's and, a lot. Yeah. And I did it free for um, almost six months, and then I couldn't sustain it anymore. And we created it as a business where people could join and have a monthly subscription or just pay as you go. But the events, are it's worth it to do a membership if you're going to attend regularly. But if not, if you want to go once in a while, the, the events are, you know, average $10, some are $5, it depends. Um, I try to keep it, you know, price, um, price sensitive, you know, for everybody's budget. And COVID certainly hurt a lot of people. So, so, that, yes. so I decide in the summertime, I viewed it as this thing, like I started seeing this magic happening, this these connections, like these friendships, like people... Mm -hmm. Or making friends online, the best of friends have cultivated, best of friendships have cultivated on this platform on Zoom, and they've never met each other in person. Wow. Some of them are watch watching because of the questions that come in. And I just started seeing what it was doing, and more and more people were coming. And I, so in July, I said, I want to do a documentary. And then I was going to, and I was all excited, I had great vision for it because I felt it was like, how do we survive and thrive during the pandemic, during, during the craziest, worst year of our life that we all experienced together? That's the thing is we went through it together. And that was, that was the whole theme is we're all in this together. And this is a space where we come together. We could laugh. We could cry. We could sing. We could dance. You know, We could learn. Like Whatever there was to be had, we could do it here together. And but then I backed off from it because I felt it was self-serving. Like you can't do a movie about something you created. That is, oh just, why? It just felt it felt self-serving. So I I put it on and I just couldn't. I put it on the back burner. And but it's always been simmering in me and simmering. And then 
more time goes on and we're now we're a year past and we just had our big one year anniversary celebration in March. And so what I decided was well, you could do this if you get a co-director that takes you out of the picture <laughs> of interviewing people. And there is a great uh, co-director that has shown her work on our platform because we also show a lot of films on Women on the Net. And I said, hey, would you be? And she's retired now, so she has the time, and I like her style, and I like her personality. I feel like I could work with her. And her vision is very much, her, her mission and her calling is very much like mine, and she really likes documenting lesbian history and women's history and our stories, right? So uh, she said, yes, so we are off and running, and uh, we're, that's, that's the next project, which I would imagine will take about uh, a, we're in pre-production still, but once we start filming, I see it being about a year, maybe a year and a half. So that's what I'm going to be doing. That's a long answer for what I'm doing the next two years. <laughs> but, no, um, that's a great answer. And let me tell you, I, performing on Women on the Net was such a highlight of this lockdown year. It was so much fun, and the everybody was so loving and supportive, I love and you. sweet and caring. Like I, they made me feel right at home, and I, I was. It was just a great experience. Well, they they made you feel at home because you showed up in your lingerie. <laughs> yes, I did it in lingerie. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, you were funny and they loved you. You gave Thank such you. a great show. Yeah, it was really a great show. It was super fun. Uh, <laughs> here we have some amazing reviews from Marguerite. Um, Women on the Net has been, whoops, here, uh, has been a remarkable community for us for more than a year. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Marguerite. Thank you. And here's Jean. We're all here now because of what Andrea has done by providing us with entertainment, but more importantly, she provided us connection with others. Yes. <coughs> Thank you so much. Thank I you. This is, see, this is how lovely these women are so They're beautiful. so amazing. I know. Look, look, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I have to show this. Uh, you need to come back again, Grace. Oh, thank oh, you. Yes, I agree with that, Helen. Oh, we love you, Grace. Enjoyed your show very much. Thank you, guys. Oh my God, they're so. See what I mean? They're like the sweetest, fast women. Ever. Like, where have you all been all my life? These are. This is such a quality women, and it's it. They're just quality, kind, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women. Smart. They're also smart. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, a lot of, but we do have like a core group that have stuck with us for a long time. But, but I don't like to say that too much because we welcome everybody new and everybody, the minute you come in, if we don't, I don't ever like click things. Even when I take women traveling and let's say like six friends go together, I'm like, you're not going to sit together every dinner. Like, I don't like clicks, you know, like, and, right. I, and I want everybody always to feel welcome if they're new to women on the net, uh, because when you, when so many of us have been together for a year, it's really easy to have that bond and feel like a click, but we're not. And what happens is whenever I introduce somebody new to the platform, everybody's like, hi, oh, hi, Sally, hi, Mary, like, welcome, you know, like, they're so loving and kind and welcoming to all the new people. So that's cool. They're they're just beautiful. Uh, that's all I can say. It was it just made me feel good for like days after it. Oh, good. people, performers tell me that all the yes. time. You see, that was the best online show I did, and like everybody says that ever, and probably will be the only <laughs> show <laughs> that I enjoy online. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Thank you guys. They're all like, uh, we're all crazy about Andrea. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Margaret, thank uh, you. Crazy. Crazy. She's, I mean, how can they not be crazy about you? Oh, and here, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, ask Andrea about her birthday. And am I saying T? Am I saying your name yeah, correctly? Yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing it. Okay, okay. Thank you for the question. So what about the birthday? Uh, well, we had a my birthday. I think she's referring to my birthday party on Zoom. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so I have two amazing co-hosts. Um, one has been with me from day one, Kim Crabtree. She's 
amazing. And then Ebony joined us in September, I think. So I have these two co-hosts because like, you know how you're doing everything. I don't want to do everything alone because they'll be looking at my nostrils while I'm looking at my keyboard. And I'm like, no, I, I just want to be able to focus on guests, you know, because it's a little different when it's not an online stream and you're in this room with people. And there's and it's very interactive, so I want to focus on it. So anyway, I told Kim and Ebony. Um, so my birthday is February 28th. I'm like, let's. I want to let's just do a birthday party on Zoom. It, I'm turning it over to you. I, I, I'm wait, and I'm a control. That's hard for me. <laughs> so funny. You're such a producer. <laughs> but I, but I didn't want to. I wanted to do it because I wanted to celebrate with these women who are my friends. Right. This is people I spend. <laughs> I spent like every day last year with, so I wanted to spend it with them. So uh, Kim and Ebony went to town and they created this amazing event for me. And then a lot of the uh, members got together and did a video that they showed. It was like, it's all very meaningful and loving. And, um, and it, yeah, I'm very lucky that to have, um, you know, you can do, the work you can find your calling you could do your work and uh but to to be to have that um affirmation have those for mm -hmm. people to let you know what we appreciate what you do it, i could cry yeah because i mean it's certainly not why you do it but and you do want to fulfill you want to offer this but but you know um, so I'll get emotional, but to have that kind of, um, appreciate, I feel appreciated. You know, I work hard. You are. You're loved more than appreciated. You're loved and adored. Look at this, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. We're so grateful for Andrea. What a fabulous lesbian community we have that keeps deepening. How does your intuition guide you, Andrea? Mm, well, that is such a great question, Elizabeth. And I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> that <clears throat> I might have to get some water. I should have put it next to me, but that intuition and that gut instinct, that instinct I have learned over the years, um, whatever, whatever people think about what I say, it is what I, it's who I am. Uh, I feel that it's my spiritual guides. Oh. So, um, so yeah. I feel like when I used to not pay attention to that mm -hmm. intuition and to yes. that, those instincts, it bit me in the ass every damn time. Every Absolutely. damn time. Absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I'm sure we all have had that. Because yes. whatever you believe that is, whatever your belief system it is. Exists. It's, it's there. It's, it's there. Whether you believe it's just you having that knowledge, whether you believe it's God, whether you believe it's the universe or whatever, you know, Buddha, whatever. I don't care mm -hmm. what you what it is for you, it is real. And for me, it I feel it's my spiritual guides and I feel very well guided. And I feel like my spiritual guides are very grateful of me paying attention finally. <laughs> because I did for so long, you know? Oh my God, yes, yes. Something yeah. is so here. Like, it's like, yeah, finally, bitch. I've been telling you for years. Listen to me. Working so hard. But now, yeah, one of uh, the great losses in my life was uh, the first big loss of my life was my grandmother. And the second was uh, my dad, who was my, we were the best of friends. And I feel his presence a lot. Like, yeah. and he, we had certain things what he did when he was before he passed and that shit happens all the time. I go, okay, dad. Okay. Like I just, so I do think he is helping with guiding me. <laughs> like I just, Girl, I'm with you. I feel like, I don't know. What do you feel? For example, I feel like my mom gives me strength. I don't know why, but she was like really strong and I feel like stronger after she passed away. And I think she like left some strength with me or something. What do you feel your father has left you? Uh, my dad has left me, um, I like, my dad believed in me so much. My dad was so proud of me. My dad never missed a film premiere. He used to come to all the Woman on a Roll events and just say, well, I'm Andrea's dad. And people would line, all the lesbians would line up to dance with him. He, oh, how cute. He was so proud of me. And, and, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for, um, 
23 years because I, I left uh, the corporate world two years after I founded Women on a Row, which was, uh, yeah. So, so for 20, I left the corporate world and it was 23 years ago. And it, sometimes it was a little topsy-turvy. And my dad, and I would talk to my dad because my dad was a fairly successful, you know, he was an income tax specialist and he had a thriving business where people loved him. My dad and I, what we had in common was our love for people. Like he couldn't see one client without hugging for 10 minutes. I'm like, he's like, and if I'd be over, Andrew, come and meet, you've got to meet, this is Rosemary, like whoever it was. I was doing a documentary about him when he passed and I, I was in the middle of filming and I haven't gone back to visit it, but I wanted to for a lot of reasons. But you may have met him at, uh, at uh, comedy shows, right? And I think I did. I think I did. So, so I think what he leaves for me now is like a constant belief in myself. Like he mm -hmm. believed in me. He's like never give up. And listen, my dad, he knew he knew the money I was not making. <laughs> and, yeah. But. but you know, he would come to my events and see the effect that it would have. He'd come to a premiere and he would see how people would respond and, and what the art I was creating. So he just never wanted me to give up. And my dad was about money first. So somehow, and you know, when you leave the corporate world and you're on your own, you, it, you just don't, I never ever made anything near what I used to make in the corporate world. Since yes. I'm an entrepreneur, but I've also learned that it's not just about that. You know, it's it's I've never been this fulfilled. I can't imagine doing something that I don't love doing anymore and that I'm supposed to. So that's what my dad left me. It's like keep, you know, basically my own belief is follow your heart and, mm -hmm. and do what you know you're supposed to do when you get in touch with that. So and you know, he's just so loving that he, you know, he was so kind about that. You know, That's a beautiful was, legacy. That's yeah. beautiful. My dad was a very special man. And yeah, I still feel him with me. I, I hear you, girl. Yes. I think they're around us or they leave something with us. I don't know what it is, but yeah. you feel it. Feel it, for sure. For 100%. sure. Especially yeah. when you have a really strong bond. Our bond, like, he, we just hung out together. He's like one of my best friends. He was, he was like friend. your, yeah, he was like your friend. I remember your post on Facebook all the time. Like, your dad was, like, he was pretty cool. Like, he was handsome, too. Uh, oh, yeah. When he lost his wife, which he loved immensely, he, yeah. I had to rein him in a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. He was because like, he was like, he was interested in, Somebody from Women on a Row, I go, Dad, you are barking up the wrong tree. I can't. No. Oh, my God. I had it. We went out to dinner. I'll never forget the talk. It was like it was like reversing the birds and the bees talk. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And I had to educate him. Like, Dad, you know, she, yeah. everybody loves you, but it's not like that. Like and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so. But I don't know if you remember, Grace. He performed at a nonstop comedy. He was um, – he decided as an 88 year old man that he was going to start doing stand-up comedy because he used to come to these shows and we filmed a couple times at that venue because i was doing his documentary so when he went on several times and he was so funny and one time he came on and he wrote all these new jokes i'm like dad where I, what i haven't heard those he goes no i've been working on my set you had no clue I was like, okay, because he started learning the lingo, hanging out with me at the comedy shows. Oh, funny, oh, funny. So I have a lot of really great footage of him. I don't know if I'll finish the film. He is a ham. He was a ham, and he. I remember the world premiere of my movie. He came to it, Letter to Nita, and I was already filming, uh, started filming, and. So the subject for that film comes up with me for a Q&A. And when she comes up on stage, she gets a standing ovation, which often happens with the subjects in my film. And I love when that happens because I'm like, oh, I did a good job telling their story. People love that. You know? <laughs> she got a standing ovation in a long Q&A. And he was always like first row center. And I walked off the stage and he pulled me aside. He goes, so when are we going to finish my film? Because <laughs> he was a standing ovation. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And he would have gotten it because this was yeah. the most loving man. Because I was going to 
tackle so much of his life. And I was going to call it, have you met my father? So, um, I love that. well, Robin Tyler gave me the name because she's, I had a different name. She goes, you need to call it this because every time I see you, when you're with your dad, you always say, have you met my dad? <laughs> oh my God. That's uh, going to go talking to him so much, but you know, he's with me. He guides me. I love him. You know, um, when you get over the morning, you realize like, oh yeah, he's still there. So. Oh yeah. And love is forever. Yeah. Love doesn't die. No. Never. So you love stays and you feel that connection, that love. It never goes away. I like the word infinity when you describe love. Yes. No boundaries. Yeah. And to answer your question, Elizabeth, yes, I am very well guided by my intuition and my instinct. And finally, I got in touch with how important that is to listen to. It's really made a difference in my life for sure. Yeah. It saves you so many headaches. Yeah. I feel like that. The light's hitting my glasses, really. Oh. <laughs> I just see a glare. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just kind of blind without them. So. You're glaring and I'm echoing. <laughs> Hello, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here's some more love from Cindy. Andres, appreciated, loved, and respected. Thank yeah. you, Cindy. And, Cindy then and Cindy is also a writer. So she's, oh. she's a writer and she just sent me something recently and it really truly proves that she is a writer. That's right, Cindy. I said it out loud for the world to hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's uh, Elizabeth. Uh, yes, our intuition is powerful and our spiritual guides are always with us. When did you lose your dad? Do you communicate with him in spirit now? Uh, I lost my dad in... Um, October of 2014 and uh, 2014 and uh, I communicate with him in a very um, yeah I would say I do communicate with my dad I mean I, I absolutely do well I in spirit like I don't know exactly what how it works or yeah I don't but I have a communication with my dad yeah or, for sure. I mean, I literally do talk to him and, and he, there are signs that happen a lot that I'm like, okay, there's weird stuff. I'm like, no way. And I, you know, also I really believe I, I think bird, I've gotten fascinated and have fallen in love with birds. And I think birds are kind of like a little something. Sometimes they can be very spiritual. That's what I believe. Cause certain, yeah. So I just love, love birds. It's also a way stay grounded i would go in my backyard and just listen i just i so i've got fallen in love with birds i it's not like i'm gonna go birding or anything i don't know what they're called i mean that looks like a blue jay oh and i do know hummingbirds but you know it's not like i'm really interested in learning the species and all about them but um but i but i love birds too and i and just recently i feel like there's a spirituality that i feel with birds and I don't know what that is. I can't explain it, but you know, no, I hear you. I heard that before too. Yeah. Well, yeah. think about it. They have wings like angels. So right. that's true. That's true. So. Maybe that's thing too, that. I have weird theories, uh, but yeah, no, I hear you. It's relaxing the water and birds. Now we know what Andrea does for relaxation. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, Nate, look how sweet. All of the positivity and love on the show. Today has put a smile on my face. Oh, yay. We like putting smiles on people's faces. It's because everybody looks, we all should smile. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. healthy to laugh, to smile. It's it's the best. Yes. It's I actually scientifically proven that if you laugh, you, um, you're stimulating your lymphatic system because your belly is literally stimulating it because there's some kind of lymphatic thing here and that's your immunity. That makes sense because mm -hmm. I think that does make sense. Yeah. And that's why it keeps you healthy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So now we don't see you learn some. Now, now I know why I'm so healthy, even though I've had a year of hell eating the wrong foods and drinking too much during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost a lot. So <laughs> therefore I'm healthy. Listen, we've all gained the COVID-19 pounds. That's I know. Okay. I took off nine of them already. Oh, lucky you. I'm cleaning up my act because um, 
because it's time. It's, 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 and I feel so much better. So, yeah, so I'm down nine pounds. I, I feel, I'm so Good happy. Yeah. Good for you. Now I'm working out with a personal trainer and I actually gain weight because I'm gaining muscle because I yeah. used to be an athlete. So my muscles are like, yeah, I'm like, no, I need to lose weight. Damn I, it. I would love to work out with a personal trainer again. I'm, yeah, I would love to. It, it That's the happen. only way I work out. <laughs> I know. I'm saying I walk. That's all I do. I can't do anything on my own. <laughs> I need somebody waiting for me. Like, oh shit, I gotta go because I paid for it. But like, you know, right. I, yes, you have the commitment and you paid yeah. for it. And if you lose it, they charge you. So that's yeah. what we do. It. If not, listen. I tried on my own for a month. After I was like, ah, my stomach hurts a little bit. So I think I'm gonna like lay down and watch some Netflix. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> God, that's so funny. So yeah, we we had some trainers come on on Women on the Net, which it just didn't work out um, for different reasons. Uh, but I'm, I'll try to get another one. We'll see. I'm hoping. I'm, well, one of them we're waiting. She had knee surgery, so when she heals, she's coming back. She's a great. But that is it's amazing how well you can do an exercise class on Zoom as well. That's another kind of cool thing. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Personal training. You turn it on, turn it off. You don't leave the house. I have a whole gym here. With oh, weight, like things. So is it on Zoom you're personally training? I'm personal training on Zoom. I have a little gym. My dining room now is my gym. Yeah. I even have oh. a bench. Wow. Yeah, hardcore. A punching yeah, yeah. bag, a bench, everything. All right, good for you. Yeah, well, that's it. So I, I see some new lingerie is in order coming soon. That's right. And Gina was asking actually <laughs> about when my new line of lingerie is going to come to pass. So who is thinking about it. Oh, was that, a, who was asking? Was, was it Gina? Let me see. Oh, when you were on? Let, yeah, no, right now. I didn't post oh. it because a lot of people uh, commenting. So it's, um, I only have, you know, can select so many people. Uh, yeah, it was Gina. He asked me when I was I was gonna do the lingerie line. Which one? Here, uh, what? Which Gina? I think it was Gina. Yeah. What? Well, the title suits. Yeah, Gina. Yeah, Gina. Just Gina, no last name. Yeah, Acre. Acre. Yeah, I was gonna say it had been Gina Acre because she'll buy your lingerie. I know. Wow. <laughs> okay, Cheryl Hammer. I know Cheryl. What are you gonna? When are you gonna do your? <laughs> Do you know what? Um, now I'm not going to do my own movie. Like you just heard me. Like I can't even do Woman on the Net. But I'm going to tell you, I there is something. Does this happen for you too, Grace? Like I, I'm really. As I tell stories about my life, I was telling somebody on the phone today something that nobody uh, believed. And yesterday, uh, uh, I we had um, we did a physical distance dinner after we wrapped our show, which was the Suzanne show, and and I have this very. Um, <clears throat> wild past as a wild child and everybody that I told that to at the table like and I told them some of the stuff like they said none of them would believe it really and I, I know I said like you believe it right I totally believe it well, I, they totally see it. I was so wild but yeah. but in that wild in those wild topsy-turvy times in my life um, I, I've had several near-death experiences self-cause because I was uh, living a pretty wild self-destructive life you wow. know and um and so the fact that I made it and then I realized oh I wait I made it because I wasn't I wasn't fulfilling my calling yet like that's what I, I do believe all that I'm very absolutely 100% your work was not done yet yeah I just yeah. believe that and so um but none of them but I do do really, and I think most, I think everybody, because we all have stories. I think everything is a movie. I think everybody's life is a movie. I think everybody's journey are, is a movie. And I, and I believe a day in the life of anybody is a movie. I truly believe that. Like as a filmmaker, if I had an unlimited amount of money, I would just make movies about little tidbit stories I hear because that's where my head goes. I start visualizing the film. So, but with that, I really want to take a, a writing class, how to write your memoir. I really, really want to, because, um, because I've had so many lives. What would you all have? I, it, I just 
don't want to sound like, oh, my life, like everybody's life is equally wonderful. And we all have those gem stories that if we share, you know, it's kind of a good thing to share it. Yes. You know? And I like learning about other people. That's why I do document all my documentaries about people. That's right. You know? Even this woman on the net, it's about the people on Woman on a Net. It's, you know, and it's about the magic of coming together and how we can, how we can unite as a community and just really, I call it Gina Cree who said that I, there's, there's a visual I'm going to use throughout the film. Uh, she said she's a silversmith, she makes jewelry. And mm -hmm. she had sent me the most beautiful silver cuff bracelet with a note about it being the silver lining during COVID. So the symbolism of her sending me this silver cuff as her so as a symbolism of her silver lining is really meaningful. So that imagery will happen in the film because that's what Woman on the Net is. It was the silver lining. So um, where did I went off on a tangent? But everybody should write their memoirs and their autobiography. I have ADHD. I'm following you the left and right. No worry. I'll I'll center the interview back. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, so here my friend Marty Ross says uh, Pamela Dedsbar teaches, and I, I'm probably killing her name. Um, teaches um, memoir writing. Bring it up. Can you bring it up? Yeah, uh, Pamela, and then he put this bar. That's, he didn't finish spelling. My friend Marty, hi Marty. Um, yeah, she teaches memoir writing and she's a lovely lady. Beautiful. I know a couple people who teach it and it's finding who I will connect with. And I'm actually going to probably put it out to women on the net and see if anybody wants to come along the journey, because I would like to not just do it for myself, but also inspire others to do that along the way. And we could share and whatever. So, um, so, but thank you, Marty. I'll look into that name if I can remember it, which I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> just ask me. I'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here's uh, another um, shout out. Cindy says, I thank Andrea for creating the events that put a smile that stretches across my entire face. I felt as high as a kite after the Lily Tomlin shows. Thanks, Andrea Meriton. Yay. Thank you, Cindy. So thank you so much, everyone, for your kind words. See the love? Like, I'm constantly uh, emotional from love that I feel um, like I just, it's a, it's in the, yeah, it's um, truly it's, emotional. You, it's palpable. Like when I was doing the show, you could feel the love. I'm serious. I, and I, I'm very sensitive and I could just feel it. They loved you. Yeah. They love, they're so grateful. Mm -hmm. And we, and we've had a few por performers come on and not have not so great a set. Um, but I like to give everybody a chance. I'd like to give everybody a platform, but, but sometimes, you know, you know, how does it come? Sometimes you have a bad set and even, um, and you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Thank God. But, but sometimes people come on just like when you go on stage and you have a bad set and this love is, they're still so gracious and kind and it just warms my heart. The, the, um, the beauty of my dog is really but oh, we missed her interview. We said seven thirty. I think she's upset. Oh yeah, she's. Uh, where are you, Molly? Yeah, I think she wants to be on camera right now. She was like, oh, she really was like, it is my turn, bitch. Move aside. And I'm like, well, you're the bitch. And she's like, no, you're the bitch. I'm like, you're the bitch. <laughs> Totally, I can totally hear the conversation. <laughs> she's, she's very famous on Woman on the Net, too. Oh, she is? Oh, yeah. How can she not? Look at her. So cute. Now she's happy. See? That's all it was. Yeah. yeah she, she wanted was. her time. She has been so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Well, what well, did you know, what? She's like, what are you doing on the net again? You did Woman on the Net. I was patient for two hours. And now you're on again? I thought this was, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, here's T. Uh, Andrew is very real with us. And we've had some very intensive get-togethers where we just talk and share with each other. It's not all frills. It's all about connecting and being there for each other. That's it. That's key. That is a true story, T. Yep. There has been, um, there's been some very real moments um, mm -hmm. that just, you know, kind of 
yeah, it's um like people have really opened up and shared and yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. We need that. We, we need that. As human beings, we need that. Yeah. And so many people are single and, you know, at home alone and in living in remote places. But even if they're not, you can't do anything yet. Even as things open, things are opening now. So we'll see. But even yeah. we're, we're still going to be meeting on the net. We're not going anywhere because because in as the world opens up, I don't think um, they're going to be large gatherings for a while. Really large. I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. And, and but, Yeah, go ahead. I think the Zoom thing is here to stay. I heard some comedy clubs are actually going to incorporate the Zoom shows into their schedule. Yes, because why not? And film festivals, like it used to just be you'd have to be in Miami or you'd have to be in Kansas City or like wherever to go to that to see those films. Now, not so much. You can watch them wherever you are. So In your pajama bottoms. Yeah, we do a lot of movies on them. What's going on? We do a lot. Okay. Oh, well, now. Okay, Molly. This is her reverse sneeze, which she does. Where it's a way to get back rubs, but um, it's okay. That's so funny. She has a little signals. Oh, my God. So funny. Uh, so, you know, Andrew, we've been talking for an hour. It went by fast. It was fun. It went by so fast. Are there, any other, an hour. Are there any other comments, though? Um. Let's see, here it is. Uh, Jean, as things open up, we still want to meet with all these friends and women on the net. Yes. Yes, we do. And we will. It's not going away. It's important. Yeah, it's yeah. really important. So, um, yeah, this was fun. Thank you. And thank you, everybody from Women on the Net out there. And thank you, uh, your your friends, too, your followers. Thank you. Um yeah, this was fun, Grace. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Thank you for, for being on Love at First Love. Thank you so yeah. much. It was so much fun. It was so natural and organic and super fun. And you're oh, you, didn't, you didn't show the trailer of my new film. Do you have time? Oh, you want to? We can close on that. Yeah, this is the trailer of my new film hitting a film festival near you soon. So that's okay. all. Let me. Am I coming back on or should I say goodnight? Will I come back on after the trailer? Uh, yes, we'll come back on. But let me see. This is Jessica. My new film, it's a trailer. Some people have seen it, but not everybody. I'm proud yeah. of this one. I'll show it. Give me one second. Share screen. Boom, there it is. I grew up Mormon, and my 20s were gone country. Two years Mormon mission and eight years country. That's how I started my life. I was assigned now at birth. My birth name was John. Jonathan, he's good from God. As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we do believe our gender was defined up in heaven. Gender is an internal part of your identity in the Mormon Church. Growing up in the church, there's such a stigma around transitioning in general. To turn your back on your community, religion, your family, and godhood, that was giving up everything. That was giving up everything I've worked for my entire life. This is someone who taught me my entire life. This is the way. This is how you are supposed to live so that one day you and your family can be in heaven with God again. When she made that choice, it made me start questioning like the last 12 years of what I've been taught. Her identity, who she is, is contrary to the gospel. How in the hell can you stay in the church? when they are telling you that you can't love, that you can't get married. It's just about being equal. Having the same rights across the board should be universal. Our community knows that when we are faced with daunting challenges, we find a way to rise. We will not allow our civil rights to be taken away. I've faced death. I've prepared to lose my life, my family, my church, my job everything were to be free. I'm going to show you how to put on makeup. Go leaving tomorrow. Hey, Jessica. So that is a movie I'm very proud of. Jessica Bear is an amazing woman she's an activist she's an amazing mom well, parent i should say mm -hmm. um, and she is uh 
she's extraordinary and she allowed me to tell her story about living in Mormon church to be able to live her life as her true authentic self and that journey and not an easy one um, but she is thriving and amazing doing so much good out in the world there's no words to describe what an incredible human being she is so we are we just locked a picture recently we're getting out to film festivals and um, so you get on this this is jessica.com and you can learn about our upcoming screenings. We just are in the very early stages of submitting and shopping it. We're hoping somebody will buy it and put it on Netflix, but we're, we're gonna go with this journey where it's gonna take us and um, and uh, hopefully there'll be some in-person screenings coming up this year. I love it. I am definitely watching it. Is she, is she, I think she's here. Has she commented, Jessica? Oh, really? I think she's is just see if there's oh, any. Are you here, Jessica? Jessica Bear, B A R. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah. yeah, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. gorgeous inside and out. Inside and out. You can tell her spirit shines through her face. Yeah, I, love, I love her. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that is, um, that's, a, that's a, my new film. I'm very, very proud of it. And every time I say I'm not going to make another documentary, um, I finish one. <laughs> Now here I am in pre-production on the next one, but it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So Molly, are you ready to say goodnight? Okay. Hi Molly. Thank you for being on camera. Do we have it to sign a talent release for her? Yeah, please. Oh, uh, well, you have, to, yeah, it has to go through agent. you have to send it to her agent. She's a little harder to get a hold of than I am. So I just her, your people call her people. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was Grace. I'm going to bug you to come back to perform on one on the net again. Okay. I would freaking love to do that. Thank you so much, Andrea. I love you. You're amazing. You're an inspiration. Thank and you. And thank you so much for what you do. And thank you for fulfilling and pursuing your mission in this on this planet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So she's out of here. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, he's over. I'm like, well, there's nothing there for. Thank you so much, Grace. I had a great time. All right, and listen, I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Love you all. Thank you. And we'll see you next Sunday. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.